everybody. This is Coach John, and welcome to episode number 46 of the Whiteboard Brief Podcast. I am lonely today. My uh, partner in crime over here, Kristen, Coach Kristen, is actually currently closing on a brand new house. Uh, so I'm wishing her the best of luck, and uh, it's going to be a great day for her and Jimmy. So she is off doing that stuff today. But I had something that I wanted to talk about, so I figured that I would jump on here hit a quick topic that I've been thinking about the last couple days. Um, And then I put out uh, the feelers on Instagram to see if there were any questions out in the audience that um, people wanted answered from me. So I will start to hit those one by one as well. Um, Hold on. Got to take my hat off here. It's kind of uncomfortable as I'm lying back in this recliner, getting nice and comfy to start the conversation. Um, So the topic today that I've been thinking about that I wanted to jump on into um, was why it's so easy to skip the workout and skip the gym. And I've had to think about this quite a bit um, because, you know, coming from myself who enjoys working out and coming into the gym and whatnot, uh, it's it's hard to understand sometimes where I've been and, you know, where I've gotten to in, in terms of mindset and whatnot and trying to reflect back on those times in those situations um, where, you know, I too, and I still deal with it sometimes having trouble, you know, coming in and wanting to do a workout, but figuring out why that exactly happens and why sometimes it becomes so easy, especially in the summertime to just skip the workout, go home, enjoy yourself and uh, move on and go on to the next day. And I've come up with two things that are consistent as to why that happens and why it's so easy. And the number one thing is what we do is is hard, right? We get uncomfortable pretty consistently and the workouts aren't easy. So naturally as human beings, we like to be comfortable all the time. When you're cold, you start shivering. You want to seek out warmth. When you're hot, you turn the AC on to make yourself more comfortable in the cooler air all the time. When you're uncomfortable on a seat, you got to move around, get up, stand up, move around, whatever it is. Humans enjoy being comfortable. So when we come in and we start to push ourselves to do uncomfortable things in these workouts, get outside of that norm, it's pushing against what our body is is asking for normally. Um, and you know that's okay because that's where exercise and growth and fitness happens. We have to get out of that comfort zone to get better. Um, and that's how bodies adapt. But naturally, just in a terms of homeostasis and science, humans like to be comfortable and they're always trying to adapt to their environment to get back to that comfort state. So coming in and doing something that's uncomfortable doesn't always seem so great. And that's part one. It's like, oh, you know what? I've had a long day. I have to go and I have to really work hard. And you know, you're going to get uncomfortable. You don't know how the workout's going to feel. And sometimes it's easy to just put off. And then number two, that feeds into that. And they kind of go part and part um, is the idea that There's no direct consequence to skipping the gym for one day or skipping your workout for one day. You know, you make the decision. It sounds great. You know, oh, I'm going to take the rest of the day off. It's been a long day. You go home and there's there's absolutely no consequence. There's nothing that happens internally, externally, whatever it might be. It just goes on. The day ends and then you start up into the next one. Now, everything else, you know, call it work or, you know, if you commit a crime or anything, actions have direct consequences all the time. In the gym, skipping out on that is not the same as, you know, skipping a doctor's appointment where there might be a cancellation fee or, you know, you have a big meeting at work and you just decide not to go. 
and then everybody kind of questions your your presence and your absence and you could potentially get fired for that there's direct consequences to all these things in life but when it's coming to the gym and bettering yourself and taking that step to make yourself better one you're going to go in and you know it's going to be difficult and you're going to get uncomfortable and it might not be the most pleasant one hour for the time being but you're going to push yourself you're going to get through and you'll feel better after and then second you know there's no direct consequence to missing that day um so both of those things together make it very easy to miss out on the gym and it's the gym is one of those things and your health and your fitness is one of those things that you know without that direct consequence you don't realize you know what you're doing by skipping out on those days and not staying consistent until the time comes where you do it enough and then all of a sudden you start to get that compound interest of the decisions that you made to not put that focus on. And, you know, it's just like when you put money into a IRA or a 401k or any type of investment account, those couple dollars that you put in, you know, for the first couple months, first couple of years, doesn't seem like it's making all that big of a jump in terms of those accounts. But with compound interest, as that starts to grow and then the interest starts to hit the new amount that's in the account, it takes a few years, but then all of a sudden you start to see these big jumps. And, you know, you could relate it to the same thing as if you have a jar and you put, you know, quarters in it, you're loose change in it every single day. Well, for the first couple months, I guarantee you it's not going to look like it's filling up that fast. But there's going to come a day when all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, this thing is almost full. Let me go cash those things in. It's the same thing with our health and fitness. You know, it's very easy in the moment, in the day, because there's no consequences to say, you know what, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm just going to go relax and, you know, I'm not going to do anything. But the more that you make that decision or the more that you um, become okay with that decision, the more and more that you do it, the more easy that decision becomes to skip out. And then all of a sudden, over time, you start to miss all these days and all these weeks. And then next thing you know, you're vastly out of shape again and you're in a worse position than when you started rather than just staying consistent or you know something happens in terms of your health that you know you look back and you're like man i wish i didn't skip all those days and i i think that's the biggest challenge to face because there's a lot of fun things to do in life and you know sometimes those fun things is just as much as relaxing because life is stressful between work and sitting in traffic and whatnot it becomes very easy to make that decision but i urge you to try to not make that decision in that favor and look at it in a different light if you look at the gym as just being difficult and thinking about it in terms of you have to go there well then it's going to be a lot easier to make that decision to not go but if you start to change your mindset in terms of you're going out and you're bettering yourself and every single day that you come to the gym you're getting better and you're seeing what you're capable of as a human being and taking that to the brink to becoming your best self then it almost becomes an obsession to come in and make yourself better and make yourself healthier and see how good you can possibly feel and see what you're capable of over time. And then again, just like, you know, there's no direct consequence to skipping a day, you're not going to see those results right away. It's not instant. It's not like everything else in our life today where, you know, you go on your phone and you look at Instagram and it's, it's an instant reaction and it's an instant shot of dopamine because you're starting to get this feedback and you're looking at all this content and your body's happy. When the gym, you get that hit of dopamine after your workout and you feel good, but the results take a long time and it's a slow, steady progress, slow, steady journey. And you don't see them right away. It's like putting that quarter in the jar every single day. And then all of a sudden you look back at yourself six months in 
and you look at the person that you were when you started and it's a totally different person than you are right now. So, you know, uh, it's tough to see those results in the moment. And it's very easy to say, you know what, I'm not going to go today. I'm going to be totally fine because you probably will be totally fine. But over the course of time, the more you make that decision, the more you choose the latter, you know, it, it becomes more difficult to see those changes. But I promise you, if you make that commitment to yourself and you start coming in and you keep it on a consistent basis, you look back on yourself six months, a year, two years, three years, five years down the road, and you're not going to want to be that person that you started. You know, you feel so much better. You're so much happier. Everything is going well. You don't want to be that person anymore. And then it becomes fuel for the fire where you continually come in and you see where else you can take yourself in the future. Um, so I urge you to try to think about the gym in that way. Think about your health and fitness that way. You know, it, it's tough to see it right now, but the, the work that you're putting in and the progress that you're making is so important in your life. And there's going to come a time when you realize it. And, you know, I really hope that everybody gets that good feeling when they look back and they say, wow, I'm really glad that I did that. Look at the person that I am today. Um, so that's my spiel for today. I just wanted to talk about that topic. Um, it's summertime. It's tough to get into the gym. We have vacations and whatnot. But the best thing that you can do is just make a commitment to yourself. Even if it's less in the summertime and you cut it down to three days a week that you get in here, that's three hours over the course of the week that you're dedicating to making yourself better. And the more that you do that and the more you hold yourself accountable to that, the more you're going to change and the more you're going to grow as a human being and the better you're going to be. And I guarantee you one day you're going to look back and be amazed at the person that you've become. Um, but like I said, that's my spiel. Uh, if you have questions on that, I'm glad to talk about it. Something that I've been diving into a little bit deeper to understand a little bit better. And uh, I think that's my initial thoughts. And I'm sure that they'll change over time as they always do as I learn more stuff and I grow and in different stuff like that. But that's how I see it right now. And, you know, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, I enjoy seeing what I'm capable of. But at the same time, I enjoy coming in and feeling good with my workouts. It makes me feel good. And sometimes it doesn't look like, you know, doing what's on the board. You know, I had a couple days where I was working out outside while I was at home with COVID. And all I had was a 30 pound dumbbell. And I just moved for 10, 15 minutes. And I'll tell you, those workouts were some of the best workouts that I've done in a while because there was no clock hindering me. There was nothing there. I was just moving. And then I looked at the time after. It was a light enough weight where I didn't have to really stress too much about it. And sometimes you need those workouts and just feel good through that. And at the end of it, you know, I was outside and it was hot out. So I doused myself in the hose. But, you know, whatever it is that you do, grab a protein shake or a nice cold drink after and, and enjoy the work that you just put in and then reap those benefits over time because, you know, it's a never ending journey and you always got to put some spice on it to keep it fresh. And we do a lot of that by constantly varying CrossFit all the time and keeping it new. But at the same time, you know, sometimes if you feel like you're in a rut, just do what you feel like is fun. Ask yourself what's going to be fun right now. And then just throw those movements together and move for 10 or 15 minutes. And I guarantee you, you'll be happy that you did. Um, that's all I got on that topic. So like I said, if you got any questions on that, let me know. And uh, I'm going to pull up my Instagram right now. And I'm going to see what we got for some questions in here. Dive into the brain of Coach John and uh, see what we got. All right. Pull this up. We have, I think, eight questions. Something like that. All right. First question from uh, Bill. 
of course, Bill's question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? And we've asked this question many times in class as the uh, question of the day, and it's a heated debate in life. Right now, there's uh, plenty of people on both sides of the court, and you know it's a tough, uh, tough argument to have because there are good arguments on both sides of the court. But I feel that there's only one true answer here, and a hot dog is not a sandwich. And the reason for that is, is a hot dog is always in a roll. I feel like a sandwich is defined by something between two pieces of bread. Now, when you put a hot dog in a roll and you put your ketchup or whatever other condiments that you put on there, you are putting that into one full piece of bread, therefore making it a roll and not a sandwich. So a hot dog, you know, America's meal on the 4th of July or if you're at Fenway Park is in fact not a sandwich. And then if you try to tell me that a sub is a sandwich, I will tell you, no, it's not. It is also a sub until... You get to that point where your bread breaks and everything starts falling out. Then when you have two separate pieces of bread, does it become a sandwich? So you could try to change my mind on that, but I've, I've contemplated that answer for a few years now and I'm pretty set in stone on uh, what my opinion is on the hot dog is a sandwich. Um, next one, we have a question from Jay um, who's starting back up and getting back into the fitness game. Uh, how do you reverse your mindset to become motivated to work out? Uh, I think, you know, you go back to what I talked about earlier in this podcast and you start to get enjoyment and obsession over making yourself better. Look at it as I'm going to get better today rather than just a task that you have to do like a chore. And if you start looking at your workouts like a chore, then, you know, then it becomes a lot harder to get back into that mindset and continually do it because then you're not truly enjoying the process. And when you can enjoy the process and the journey, that's when everything starts to click and you start to get into the groove of wanting to work out again and not missing your workouts because you want to see how much better you can get. Now, at the beginning, that is a lot more difficult, right? Because you're a little bit out of shape. You don't move the way you used to. And a lot of the times, especially if you're getting back into fitness, you start to compare yourself to the person that you were before and you start getting frustrated that you can't do the things that you did in the past. But when you're starting off fresh, doesn't matter if you know you were in shape before, used to work out, whether it's CrossFit, doesn't matter. Start with a clean slate. Cut yourself a break and don't have any expectations. Just at least for the first few weeks or even a month. And then you can start to set new expectations and new baselines and then get excited about hitting new PRs for where you're at right now. But if you start to compare yourself to what you were before, that's when it starts to get frustrating. You start to get discouraged and you start to fall off the wagon and it becomes a lot easier to say no to that workout or it becomes a lot easier to skip it in lieu of, you know, having a beer or going out or whatever it might be. So, you know, I would say the best way to reverse your mindset is one, just get started and make it fun in the beginning. Look at the workouts, have a good time with it. Give yourself a goal for each individual workout of what you want to achieve and then try to achieve it and then celebrate the shit out of it when you do achieve that. But start to set new baselines um, based off of yourself right now and don't compare those to before. And then, like I said, before you know it, a month, two months, three months goes by and you start to look back on the person you were when you started and it's totally different. Um, so that would be my recommendation to reverse that mindset and get back into it again. Uh, next question, not really a question. This is uh, Kristen chiming in and saying, boo, bring back Kristen. Uh, I will tell you, it is a lot more difficult sitting here and talking into a mic like I'm talking to myself 
and I wish Kristen was here and I haven't seen her in like two weeks and it's kind of weird because I don't remember the last time I hadn't seen her in two weeks um so Kristen get your house get your keys and please come back uh it's not the same um next question Desi uh one of my former teen students from my teen class that happened over COVID all the way through a couple months ago and she just said how are you doing how's your summer uh, summer is going good, Desi. Uh, the weather's been great. I got a trip coming up. I'm going to the CrossFit Games at the end of next week, so that's going to be super fun. Uh, hope your summer is going good. I know you were traveling a little bit, um, so hope that's well, and hope your job at Market Basket is good. And I hope that uh, Jason is not annoying you too much over at Market Basket if you guys are on the same shift. But everything is good. Uh, couldn't be happier. Summer is going great. And uh, just looking forward to see what the end of summer has, August and uh, September and October. Uh, next question from Marcus. This is actually an actual question from Marcus, which is interesting because usually Marcus doesn't ask actual questions. But anyways, he said, what was your parents' reaction when you told them your plans to own this gym? Um, great question. Great question. So when I decided to buy the gym, it was just as COVID was starting. I had a great job that, you know, I had spent eight or nine years in. I made my way up to being a construction superintendent for a big company in Boston uh, with a lot of projects. Uh, I was making good money, uh, everything that you would think that you strive for in life. Um, but realistically, I wasn't happy in that job. I didn't enjoy it anymore. And it was affecting not only my life, my mental health, but also uh, everybody around me and my relationships. So I decided to take that leap because I've always been the type of person that I'm not afraid to try new things and I'm not afraid to fail because if there's one person that I trust in this life to get something done at all costs and if it ends up going sour and fails, I know that I put everything into it and that's myself. Um, so taking a gym that was borderline failing and right in the heat of COVID, taking over and becoming a business owner for the first time in my life yeah, it was scary. It was a uh, cannonball off a hundred foot cliff and you weren't sure if there was water at the bottom. But if there was anybody that I trusted in this world to go into that situation and just learn and do everything that I could to make it happen, and that was myself. And um, basically understanding where I was coming from from before, you know, there was anything that I would do to, you know, be myself again and be happy and enjoy what I was doing. So there wasn't really an option to fail when I took it over. You know, I bought it, I took over and I hit the ground running with learning how to be a business owner. I got myself a mentor and, you know, failure wasn't really an option. So in my mind, you know, that's easy to say because I know how I react to that situation. Um, but, you know, obviously everybody looking at it from the outside, it seems like a crazy decision. And, you know, those two people being my parents, Obviously, they want what's best for you and you have a good job and, you know, you're doing well. I guess at first reaction when I told them, they were like, oh, no, like, don't do that. Why would you want to do that? Or don't leave your job right away, yada, yada, yada. But the more I talked about it and they've always been supportive through anything that I do. And, you know, I've always been self-taught. You know, I've learned everything. I've put in the hard work and everything that I've done. I've never been the best athlete on the field in any of the sports I've played. So I've had to make that up with hard work and determination and uh, understanding disappointment comes sometimes in life. So, you know, they know me as a person and they know once my mind is set up, you can't really tell me no. So, you know what I said, 
it's happening regardless. And, you know, when that happens, they know the support that they give me. And they said, all right, well, just make sure that you take care of yourself and that you're set up and, you know, you're able to pay your bills and whatnot and, you know, hit the ground running. So they were very supportive. And I think it was the moment when they actually decided to join the gym and they came in and seen for themselves what was going on here and how much passion I had for it. They really started to see it come full circle. So initial reaction, as with anybody from the outside, it was, oh, don't do that or don't leave your job or, you know, figure out a way that, you know, you still have your job until the time is right. And I will tell you, the time is never right. Just take that leap of faith and go for it. And I promise you, if you're something, if it's something that you're passionate enough about, you will find a way to make it work. Uh, next question from Brianna. Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese? That's simple. Cool Ranch. Um, hands down, no questions asked. Uh, if you go to the brewery that we go to sometimes, they put the Cool Ranch seasoning on uh, some chicken wings, which is freaking fantastic. However, I will say uh, I was at a party one time. Someone introduced me to tacos in a bag. And basically what you do is you take a nacho cheese bag of Doritos, one of those snack sizes, and you crush it up. And then you open the bag once all the chips are crushed and you put some taco meat in there with some sour cream and some cheese and whatnot. And then you eat the taco out of the bag. And I will tell you the nacho cheese flavor in that situation is a very good compliment to everything else that's going on in that, that bag of tricks. Um, so nacho cheese in that situation, but everything else, you always go for the blue Doritos. There's no question. They had a higher uh, trade value back in the old schoolyard. So you could get a lot more cooler stuff with that. So cool ranch, hands down. Uh, next question, also from Brianna. You get to bring one piece of gym equipment to a deserted island. What it's what is it going to be? And then she follows that up with, yes, ignore the fact that it's probably not working out if you're trying to survive. Um, I, I would honestly probably still try to get my workouts in because if I was trying to survive, I would want to stay mentally sharp. And I know that my workouts give me that. But if I had to have one piece of equipment, I would say it would be a 35 pound dumbbell. Um, and the reason being is you can do so much with a 35 pound dumbbell. It's not super heavy, so you can get a lot of higher volume. And I feel like if I was just working out on a deserted island trying to stay healthy, I would want to get volume and good quality movement. And you could take that dumbbell to squats, deadlifts. You can swing it like a kettlebell. You can jump over it like a barbell doing burpees. You can press it. You can do thrusters. You can do basically anything, bodybuilding style. If I was in a survival situation, I would obviously want to make sure that the biceps were still staying intact so you could curl that thing all day long. Um, but I think a 35 pound dumbbell would be the answer. And then you can also use that pretty consistently in a survival situation if you needed to hold something down or have it act as an anchor for your shelter. So my answer is 35 pound dumbbell in a survival situation on a deserted island. That's what it's going to be. Um, next question again from Bill. Oh boy. Do you feel the WWE would have been as successful without Hogan or McMahon? Um, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one because my childhood was not really Hogan. I was after that era and my childhood was like Kane and the undertaker and stone cold and I feel like if the Hogan era never happened, you know, and I picked it up when it was Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker and all those guys, 
you know, I would still be as interested as I was when I was a kid. However, do those guys get into wrestling if the Hogan era never happens? I don't know. That's a more in-depth question. I'm not too versed on WWE, but um, I would say it would have been successful. Would it have been as successful having those multiple generations of, you know, that electric style entertainment? Maybe not. Um, but, you know, I am always a Stone Cold and Undertaker fan at heart. So I would have still been a fan at that time. That's if it was uh, as big as it was when I was a kid. Uh, last question. It's not really a question. This is Tom just begging for a ninja wall for Christmas. I don't really know what a ninja wall is. I think it's one of those uh, quarter pipes or ramps that you just run up and grab like they do on Ninja Warrior. Or unless he's talking about a rock wall. I don't really know. Tom always goes a million miles an hour and every day that changes. So tomorrow he could want something totally different. But I can guarantee you this, whatever contraption or wall that we would get in the gym, Tom would spend an obscene amount of time to master it and probably do some sort of flip on it. Um, but that's just Tom and I love every bit of it. Um, and that's all the questions that we had that came in. I love doing these question and answers. I love them even more when Kristen's here and we can kind of shoot the ideas back and forth. So I want to do these more often. Um, so, you know, think about these. And the next time we put it out on Instagram, have some good quality questions and, you know, just ask them. We won't say your name if we don't, you don't want us to, but, you know, get some good information in the stuff that you've been wondering along this journey because, you know, it's not all the time that you find the time to ask the question or, you know, usually if you're like me, you think of those questions way later on, like when you're showering or before you're going to bed and then you forget to ask them. So think about them, write them down and then uh, definitely ask us and we would be happy to either do a full podcast on a question or uh, just answer them in a rapid fire like this right now. Um, all right. That's all I got for this solo session. I don't have anybody else to talk to, so uh, it makes it a little bit shorter and more direct and to the point. So I will end this episode right here. I uh, hope you enjoyed the solo session. Hope you got a little bit more insight into those questions that you asked. And I hope you like the topic that I've been thinking about at the beginning of this, um, because I think it's very important as we go along our journey. And remember, the ultimate uh, goal for this whole thing is to kick ass into our 80s, 90s, and 100s. We want to build the strength and the fitness now that we can carry with us long into the future uh, so that we can continue living that good quality of life. Um, and by definition, that is health. It is your fitness over time. And as long as you increase that work capacity over time and your strength over time, and you continually get better over the lifespan of your life, you are going to be one healthy freaking individual for the long run. All right, everybody, hope you enjoyed and we will be back at you uh, in two weeks with Kristen and myself again for the next episode, episode number 47. All right, have a good day and I will see you all later.